We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon. Choose to go to the moon. Hello and welcome to a good place to start. I am here. My name is Zach Robb. I am joined by my amazing wife, Christina, <laughs> uh, my good friend Shane, and his wife, Katie, is with us here as well. Um, also, okay. we our newborn. I thought it was a good day to start. If you hear baby noises, that's just River. River's chiming in. He's real pumped about today's topic. Yeah, so we we have a guest with us, River. Um, We have an amazing episode for you guys today. Um, Katie, if you want to fill fill us in on what we're covering. Yeah, we're talking about how our fears are actually what can set us up for the most success and how people tend to fear failure more than success. Yeah. People tend to feel fear failure more than success and success more than fear. Which one is it? I don't know. <laughs> how do we say this? Okay. <laughs> like we just listened to 10 minutes. We listened to a TED Talk of this woman who, she was basically saying that if you were to ask her a couple years ago what her greatest fears were, she probably would have said spiders or um, things that, you know, I guess most people fear. Yeah, like your common everyday your, fears. Your common. Insects or loud noises. But, um as she's grown, now her greatest fear is success. And a lot of it has to do with your childhood and how you were raised. She was born and raised in Detroit, and she had dealt with poverty, and she wasn't given the best deal in life. And she had a lot of struggles, but she found that within her struggles, she was able to create her success because you would think, with her situation, she wouldn't be able to go to college. She wouldn't be able to find the success that she found. But all of her hardships are what led her to be where she is now. So because she was so poverty-stricken, it actually gave her such great advantages to be able to go to college and pursue her dreams, whereas most people would have let those setbacks just completely determine their future. So. Her whole TED Talk was about how the things, the, desire, the things that you desire most can be the most fearful just because of what you've grown up with and what you've been led to believe when you can use those reasons as you can let them be an excuse or you can let them be a reason as to why you can pursue bigger and better things. I hope that summed up the video. Yeah, that's that's, that's pretty much sums it up. Yeah, so I like how she talks about how with success comes expectation. With success comes accountability. Like, um, 
So failure, failure is easy. Like she talks about how um, we think about failure more often than we think about success because success is way scarier. Uh, failure, you just go back to, you know, your life before you ever did anything. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't take much to be mediocre. It doesn't take anything to just stay down at a low level. So there's no pressure to really manage. Well, the, what she said was um, that all of those um, setbacks that she had were basically a positive at that time because she was talking about a government incentive that they had in Detroit where they were trying to, um, you know, allow uh, low-income students to be able to go to college. So she had to, like, meet certain criteria. So a lot of it was also mentioning about mindset, like how you're supposed to turn your negatives into positives because right. technically um, at the time she was like, oh, man, like it's a good thing that we're so <laughs> we're so poor, you know, like because this, this allowed me to, you know, get, uh, you know, college paid for, which she didn't, even, she didn't think she was probably going to go to college, but at the time that worked out in her favor. So that was another thing that she mentioned was just making sure you turn your negatives into positives. Uh, mm-hmm. Anything that you do, no matter what your mindset is around it, is going to determine the outcome. So if you go into something thinking that you're not able to accomplish it and do it, you're not going to be able to do it. It's as simple as thinking. Like if you go into college thinking you're going to fail, you're probably going to fail. But if you go into college thinking, I'm pursuing my passions, I'm pursuing my dreams, I'm going to become a doctor, that mindset alone is going to get you so much further than letting the the ideas that other people have implanted in your mind, like you're not good enough, you're not smart, you're not capable. So many people have overcome those things. I think of Les Brown and how he was told he was mentally retarded and that he wouldn't be able to accomplish anything in life and now he's such a successful motivational speaker still no college degree but yeah you know and i yeah that's a really good comparison les brown um but i do like how zach was saying you know she said where she came from and you know being poor was a good thing because you were able to qualify for these programs or incentives that the government provided for low economic um you know, well, people with less economic support than, you know, other people. And honestly, I, I don't know if you guys have ever read Andrew Carnegie's autobiography, um, but he comes from absolutely nothing um, over in Scotland and came here, still had nothing. And he says in his book, you know, hundreds of years ago, one of the greatest advantages he had as a kid that other people did not have was the fact that he was poor. Um, because it allowed him to see things and be more creative and more resourceful. Um, And, you know, when you didn't have money, what he did have was a loving family, and he was able to draw from that. And he said the reason, you know, he was able to outwork and outmaneuver with people, out, like, perform his peers was a lot of it was because of his upbringing having very limited resources. And so it just goes to show that even if you don't have all the connections and money and everything you think you need to have to, you know, get along, you really don't. What you really have to do is be more creative and more resourceful. Um, And, you know, one thing I got from her story, too, is she worked like hell. I mean, 
between her journaling, writing the school newspaper, you do have to, you know, work really hard. It's not just, oh, hey, just show up and I'm poor, so give me a handout. I mean, she worked extremely hard to earn her success. Yeah, but even in, um, like, present day, our lives, I tell Shane all the time that it. I feel like in my life, I've always been handed the lemonade, and Shane was handed lemons and was like, hey, you got to figure this out. Like, Shane's childhood was way harder than mine was, and I feel like that set him up for so much more success because he didn't have to, but he chose to use the things that gave him setbacks in life to really excel, and he was in this place in life where he was broke in debt and he could have just stayed there and, you know, not done anything with it, but he chose to go to the library and read books until he got kicked out. Barnes and Noble. Barnes and Noble <laughs> until he got kicked out for just yeah, sitting there. Sitting yeah. there. That, is, that is so awesome. <laughs> he learned about investing and my family just handed me anything and everything, so I never really went through the struggle days of wanting to learn and grow and be more because I was just automatically given things. And Shane has taught me to go out of my way to really uh, to use that. I told her, fuck, yeah. you don't have to struggle. I said, you don't, <laughs> you could just go and just ask and, you know, not, and it's not that her life is easy because she had her own struggle. I'm just saying, if you have those support yeah. lines and those support systems, you know, to our audience who's listening, Fucking take them. Take them. Use advantage of them. I mean, you don't have to do things, you know, super hard just to prove you can do it. I mean, mm-hmm. if I had someone to say, hey, you know, I'll help you here, 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 I would definitely take advantage of all your resources. Yeah, but sometimes it's those really low points in life that make you realize the yeah. pivots that you need to take in order to grow and be more successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because what I was thinking of when I was watching the video, um, like in my own life, a low, a low point was like right w- around the time I was I just met Christina, and um, I was you know broke, uh, ran out of money. I can't make it in the big city because I was I had just moved out to San Diego. I don't know, like a, a year and a half before that, and I remember telling Christina early on that I was like, yeah, I'll probably end up moving back to Colorado because I have a support system there. Like I, my family's there. Right. Um, So that was, so I, I related when she said like failure is you just go back to what you were doing before you try to do anything. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) And I said, nope, you gotta stick it out. (laughs) So what was crazy is that, um, yeah, that was probably the, the most exciting time of my life uh, when I was failing all that time because I'm that, you know, I'm my soon-to-be wife. Um, and then uh, I also ended up, like, doubling my income that year. That's when I that's when I met Barry Young, which got me into the entrepreneurship world. So luckily I stuck it out and didn't just uh, take the easier path, the more comfortable way. Um, that's the example that I have that I that I was thinking about when she was talking about that. Well, even like when you moved out to California, wasn't it a similar mindset where, yeah, I think he, he described it to me that he had, he had graduated college and it was it shortly after that you moved out here, like that yeah. summer. And he was going to move out here to go to what is it, D, DBT school, like 
for physical therapy. And he had said that he had connections over there, that he had friends that worked in the hospital or like parents worked in the hospital. Yeah, like I had, I had the in, like my, my life was already good to go. Like, uh, so me moving out to San Diego was just, my parents didn't know what the hell I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> but now they understand. No, nah, they still don't understand. <laughs> yeah, mine don't either. <laughs> his parents are chill. Red, see, mine are, my, I don't know, I get mixed support. Like, some days, they're all for it, and then, like, they don't want to see you do too well, is what I've learned. Because then, you know, then they get pissed off at you, because you, mm-hmm. you just do things unconventionally. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Christina? What is your story? You got to share it because you have a really good one. Because I've watched you since high school when you used to wear SoCal jackets and have really long hair. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I'd say my uh, childhood probably mirrors that of like Shane's more. Like I had a rough childhood. Um, you know, I, I was adopted. Uh, my family here, they're. There was a lot of still struggles, like, growing up with my family who adopted me because there was, like, a, you know, just family shit, and you're you're adopted, so you don't really have an option. And, um, yeah, I just I just know ever since I was young, I just always had this thing, like, when I grow up, I don't, I don't want to be in this situation. I don't, you know, I don't want to relive this, like, as I grow up and, you know, as I grow my family and, you know, get married. Um, so I think I've done everything that I can to not go in that same, you know, uh, direction. And I think in a, in a sense, like, um, you know, growing up in, in the environment I did, my mom, she always pushed like school. She always pushed like, you know, what, you know, what we were talking about, like she didn't push like being an entrepreneur. She was like, go to school, you know, be a doctor, be, you know, do something or get married to a rich guy. And I, I remember her telling me that. And I don't know if she was joking or not. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe par- partially. But I just remember, like, I don't ever want to depend on somebody. You know, like, I don't want, I want to be able to do what I want to do. Like, I want to make my own money. And, uh, like, we I didn't marry a rich guy. <laughs> um, and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just oh, I was broke as a joke when we first met. Yeah, and uh, I I remember Zach telling me like he thought that I was gonna leave him, like because he would t- you know we would talk like you know have real talks like, we would like hang out in the back of his car, like and just talk for hours and sometimes we probably repeated our stories or what whatever. What were you we guys just- doing in the back of the car? <laughs> <laughs> we were talking. We would just talk, and he would the tell. The car me- was shaking too. It was really- <laughs> oh. <laughs> We would like hang out and like and yeah, have you, you couldn't talk in the front of the car. No, I was just wasn't comfortable. When I'm driving and Katie's in the passenger seat, we talk. There, there, there might have been the earthquakes. I'm not sure what was happening, but the car was changing. <laughs> and uh, is that uh, a turn up there? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, and he would just tell me like how he was like going through the you know the rough times and like. To me, it didn't phase me because I was like, dude, like, that's just kind of how it goes. Like, you just got to, like, pick yourself back up and you'll be fine. Like, just keep going. And he thought it was weird or, like, he... Yeah, she's used to going through the shit. <laughs> yeah, like, he thought it was weird that, like, I didn't want, like, that I w- didn't leave him. He was like, oh, you're probably going to leave me or something. And I was like, no, nah, dude, like, money isn't, like, the issue, you know? Like, I, like, 
I know what it is to not have money. Like, I know what it is, like, to have to work hard. Like, I've been doing that all my life. Like, you know, when I was 16, like, my I basically paid rent to my parents, you know? Like, they were like, oh, you have to get a job at 16, and they started, like, taking a third of my paycheck at that time. So, like, to me, like, I've been working since I was 16. I've had to figure it out. I didn't have a car for a long time. I think I didn't, I didn't actually get my first car until I was, like, I don't know, 22 or something. So I would, you know, ride ride my bike to work, fucking take the bus down to downtown for, like, three hours to get to, to a, like, a job just to make money or whatever. So, like, I think your car broke down, Zach's car broke down, and it was going to be, like, six grand to fix his car. And I think at that point you had to take the bus or something, right, Zach? Like, <laughs> yep, I was rolling on the bus. Yeah, and to me, I was like, bro, I had to take myself to school. I had to pay for, like, a bus pass to even get myself to high school because my parents, like, didn't drive me to drive me to school like other people's parents. And, like, uh, you you know, like, how school is not, at, like, anywhere near us, you know? Wait, where did you live? Yeah, you live – well, you kind of live closer, Shane, I think, if you grew up at your dad's place. But, like, yeah. where I – you got to get on the fucking freeway to get to high school, you know? Like, yeah, like, I don't know if, uh, yeah, Katie's familiar with that area, but I'm like, yeah, it's like, so I had to get myself to school or like my neighbors, like I would have to get rides with my neighbors. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like thinking back on it, I'm like, why the hell didn't my mom take me to school? Like that. <laughs> but it just, just so things wake I up, had to, mom. like, I just had to do things that probably a lot of kids didn't have to worry about. You know, at that time, you know, right. like, like, it's just so I've always had to, like, figure it out, always had to been like, okay, you know, I got to make sure I get it done because nobody else is going to help me. Like, so I definitely have that mindset. And even now that I'm married, sometimes I have to remember, like, obviously not, like, it's not Zach, like, oh, hey, Zach, help me do everything. But I'm like, oh, wait, I have another person. Like, I'm, you know, we're a team. Like, we can help each other out, like, now. Yeah, you um, can delegate stuff and help, yeah. Yeah, like, That's hey, cool. Zach, do the dishes, you know. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you ever feel like your hard work isn't enough? Do you ever have, like, a poverty mindset that just doesn't leave, even though you're doing a lot better than... Or would you say you still have that, like, that um, really, really, um, like, eagle eye to, like, I just have to hustle every single day, no matter what? Um, I've actually talked to Zach about it. Um, I've... I've specifically mentioned this. I was like, hey, yeah, I think actually now, and this is this is like just something that I was like, damn, like maybe maybe having a teammate like hinders that a little bit because I was like, yeah, I feel like I'm a lot more relaxed now, you know. But at the same time, at the same time, I still have very like concrete goals. It's just, yeah, I I feel like it's not as crazy because I'm not always like I'm the only one. I'm the only one. Like I got to take care of myself, you know. Um, like, now I, I'm like, okay, like, I have Zach, and Zach and I have to work together to get there. Like, and I'm obviously at a different level than Zach is, you know, uh, mm-hmm. just because I've been in, in that, like, go, 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 like, hey, like, it's me, 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 like, for such a long time. You know, when I, I left my house when I was 18, and, you know, I had, a, like, I had uh, family drama. It was, like, out of my house at 18. I was out of my house before I graduated. I had to go to a graduation, and it was, like, the worst day of my life, actually. It was probably, it was probably like, the suckiest, like, high school graduation you could ever think of. I think I, you, I, don't, um, I think I ended up celebrating that night or going to dinner with, like, somebody else's family, <laughs> like, to celebrate because there was just so much tension in my family. Um, 
so yeah, in a sense, I do feel like I kind of right now I'm like not as crazy, but you know, like in the sense of how it was before. But Zach's also he's kind of you know going entrepreneurship, like he's kind of been going for that for like a while now. So I'm trying to be consistent and learn more about how he's trying to be an entrepreneur because I'm so stuck in that like hey, you know, I'm breaking that mold of, like, my parents said, you got to go to school, education, you know, get your diploma, and that's what's going to create success for you. So I'm kind of, like, backing backing away and, like, just breaking down that, that barrier and relearning things in a different in a different perspective. So, yeah, in a, in a sense, yeah. Yeah, I forget who said it, but they said education is the ability to unlearn everything you just learned and relearn. Dang, that is... Dropping some knowledge, dude. <laughs> That's a really cool saying. Yeah. So. But dang, that well, would help, Christina. The audience is connected with you. Yeah. The, that was cool, really good. The cool yeah. thing is that I was listening to, like I said, I've just been trying to like listen to other podcasts just to kind of see like how it is, you know, especially because we're doing our own. Um, and I, I just clicked on this one. It's called Smart List, and it's with. Um, Jason Bateman, uh, Will Arnest, and Sean Hayes. It's supposed to be like a comedy thing, but they interview a lot of celebrities. And the guest celebrity was um, the comedian Tiffany Tiffany Haddish. Um, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with her. But, dude, her interview was amazing. Like, so she, um, I think she's she's in that, like, movie Girls Trip, I can't remember whether I know there was like a couple other ones, but she's she actually like used to live in her car. Um, Kevin Hart like helped her out one night because he he found out that she was like living in her car, so he gave her some money and told her like, hey, yeah, get like a place to stay for a couple nights. And he told her like, make sure you write down your goals, and you know that way you're actually working towards something every day of like what you want to achieve. So she did that, and then yeah, she ended up becoming like a well-known comedian, and now that she all these resources like she was talking about um how she wants to uh go i think she's from like the la area i want to say like somewhere probably where there's um very high poverty rates um and she was talking about how she wants to give back to the community and she wants to um bring back like home economics she wants to uh bring back like finance she wants to uh what i say like oh god bring, like, classes for, like, financial literacy, like, to the community. She wants to uh, build, like, a, a grocery store that is actually a lot of uh, local businesses that are providing the goods for, like, the grocery store. And something that she said, and I'm, I'm probably going to butcher it, but, like, really, really, like, stuck with me because she said something like, everything I wish I would have had is everything that I want to give back to others. That, that's that's what she said. And honestly... Okay. Yeah, I, honestly, when she said that, I was like, dude, that's, like, something that I remember just thinking about when I was young, when I was growing up. Like, that fueled me a lot in the sense of, like, what I wanted to accomplish. Like, I was like, dude, like, I just, you know, even, like, in the in the perspective of a family, like, you know, having kids, like, raising my own kids, you know, I I definitely don't want them to have the, the life that I had. So, I was like, I just want to be sure that I can be a better parent, that I can provide more for my kids, you know, like, and even even like, like I said, even though I'm adopted, like that's the only family I have, and even people in in that family have really 
uh, helped shape who I am. Um, and now, like, you know, we, as an adult, I, I see things differently. You know, I, I get along pretty well with my mom and, and my grandma. And, you know, even just helping them out would, you know, make my life feel fulfilled, you know? So things like that. When she said that, I was like, holy shit, that really struck, you know? It was it's amazing the the work and and the mentality that somebody who's gone through the the struggles and you know kind of is really doing successful uh, things now is you know wanting to give back and and help others kind of grow in that same direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's a good that's a good uh, point because she she basically at the end of the TED talk she asks the audience like think of all the reasons that you can't do it or the setbacks or barriers that are holding you back from doing what you would re- would really want to do. Um, and she said, those are probably the reasons that you're going to be successful is the, so your everything that's holding you back. That's the, those things holding you back are the reason you're going to be successful. So, so when she said that I was thinking, um, you know, lack of resources or, lack of confidence or um, just stuff that I feel like it would be nice to have more resources. It would be nice to have more confidence. It would be nice to have uh, more, you know, position or scalability. So you you feel like you have these barriers, but I could see how the, like not having those resources, that's what makes you kind of like what Shane uh, touched on earlier with the Dale Carnegie example where, that's how innovation, that's how you get creative, and that's how you you really uh, break through once you do have the resources. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Setbacks don't even have to be the greatest struggles. They could be something like I can use the excuse that I have two kids and a husband to take care of, so I can't pursue my dreams. And I could also say, you know. The kids are a setback is what she's saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't, I don't well, I mean, for nine months, kind of. I don't have time to do a podcast because I have laundry to do, babies to feed, diapers to change, and I have a house that I need to tidy up or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. But I will never use those little excuses either to hold me back from doing something more. And our setbacks don't have to be so great. People can view them in a lot of different ways, if that makes sense. So, like, you know, they're just, they're lessons. Well, Robert Kiyosaki says it really good. He says, um, mistakes are only mistakes if you fail to learn from them. You know, and, like, bad things, you know, have happened to everyone in the whole planet has, you know, Mm -hmm. experiencing some kind of tragedy, some kind of, you know, um, problem. There's no problem-free moments. But, you know, if you have... It takes a different level of thinking, but if you have that higher level of thinking to where you can evaluate the unfortunate events in your life, the things that did not go right, and try to find those lessons and use those for where you're at currently as building blocks, um, it opens up a whole new uh, door of possibilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Zoom out on your life and, um, yeah, see, yeah. like... I, I feel like that's a good technique that I've used is like. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of a great place to start. We hope that you enjoyed our thoughts, ideas, and got some insight from our perspectives. 
And next week we'll be tuning in with another great place to start. But for now, this is a great place to end.